Good evening and welcome to Christ All Canada podcast. Once again, I am your host, Pastor Michael, and today's episode is our fourth. And we will be discussing a very controversial topic that has had Christians boggled in their mind for decades, for centuries. And it is important for us to understand what the Bible says about it. And so this is why I'm going to be doing this podcast today about this very subject. Now, keep in mind that this question has or had bothered me for so long and had caused me so many sleepless nights and unneeded stress. It caused great strain on my relationship with Jesus Christ and it hindered me from truly following Jesus Christ and truly accepting his love, his grace, his salvation, just in general. But before we dive into this topic, let us open up in prayer. So Heavenly Father, we desperately and humbly come before you on this day, Lord. We ask that you, through your Holy Spirit, would guide us to an understanding and to a wisdom and knowledge of this very topic we're about to discuss Lord, I ask that you would speak through me and decrease me, Lord, and increase your spirit through me so that this message can be talked about in a clear and concise way. I ask these things in Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. So the question that I'm going to be talking about or the statement that I am going to be uh, dealing with today is, can a Christian lose their salvation? And we first need to define, you know, what we mean by losing salvation. See, the Bible teaches that salvation is a free gift from God, given to us through faith in Jesus Christ. And that's from Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 through 9. But can this gift be taken away? Some people believe that once you're saved you can never lose your salvation while others believe that we can forfeit our salvation through sin and unbelief and i'm hoping that at the end of this topic at the end of this podcast that we will have a greater understanding of whether a christian can lose their salvation or not so we're going to start with the view of that We cannot lose our salvation. This view is often referred to as once saved, always saved. Those who hold this view believe that once we have truly put our faith in Jesus Christ, we are eternally secure in our salvation. They point to passages like uh, John chapter 10 verses 27 to 29, which says, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father which gave them me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hands. They'll also point to Romans 8, 38-39, which says, For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present nor things to come, nor heights nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And you know what? Here's the thing. 
both of those passages I agree with a hundred percent that there are there's nothing there is nothing that can separate us from God's hand or God's love but then you know you have verses that they will also reference to such as Hebrews 10:14, and this is from NASB uh, for by one offering he has perfected for all time those who are sanctified on the other hand there are those who believe that it is possible for a Christian to lose their salvation and they point to passages like Hebrews 6 4 to 6 the key in KJV which says for is it for it is impossible for those who were once enlightened and have tasted the heavenly gift and were made partakers of the Holy Ghost and have tasted the good word of God and have the powers and had the and the powers of the world to come if they shall fall away to renew them again unto repentance seeing they crucified to themselves the Son of God afresh and put him to open shame they may also reference second Peter chapter 2 verses 20 to 22 in the cage in the New King James Version which says for if after they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ they are again entangled in them and overcome the latter end is worse for them than the beginning for it would have been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than having known it to turn from the holy commandment delivered to them but it has happened to them according to the true proverb a dog returns to his own vomit and a sow having washed to her willowing in the mirror and they may also refer to first corinthians chapter 9 verse 27 which is from nasb where the Apostle Paul says, But I discipline my body and make it my slave, so that after I have preached to others, I myself may be disqualified. So, which view is correct? Can a Christian lose their salvation or not? The, the truth is, the truth is, the Bible seems to support both views. On the one hand, we have a passage that, sorry, we have a passage that speaks of the security of the believer assuring us that nothing can separate us from the love of God but on the other hand we have passages that warn us of the dangers of falling away and forfeiting our salvation so how do we reconcile these seemingly conflicting teachings one way to understand this is to recognize that our salvation is both a gift from God and a responsibility that we bear we are saved by grace through faith but once we are saved we are called to live a life that is pleasing to God we are called to preserve in faith to resist sin and to follow Jesus Christ but yet you know not everyone does that and not everyone follows the Word of God and the teachings of Christ some people you know they they, they say this prayer and they think, oh, okay, I'm a Christian now. Everything should be good and, and glorious, and, and I should have everything I ever wanted. No, that's not the gospel. That is not the gospel at all. The gospel says that, yes, when you accept Jesus Christ, your sins are forgiven. You are set free from the bondage of sin and death. 
You are no longer on your way to hell. You are now on your way to heaven. And the thing is, is that a lot of people will take those those words, those the, the, the prayer that they said and, and believe that it's a one-time thing, that it's a, it's, it's a, I said it today and it will carry on for the rest of my life. I don't have to do anything more. Once I die, I'm going to heaven. That's not true. That's, that's not true at all. The Bible says that we are to, uh, you know, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all things will be added to us. It says that we are to be obedient to the Word of God. It says that we are to put on Christ, that we are to withstand in trials and tribulations, that we are to seek God, and that everything within us will never amount or measure up to God's standards because we are sinful. We do not, uh, and we cannot be perfect. And I don't care who you are. You will never be perfect in this life. And you will not be perfect until you have stood before Christ, been judged, and given your glorified body. Like how Christ is right now. So we see this idea reflected in Philippians chapter 2, verses 12 to 13. And this is from King James Version, which says, Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do his good pleasure. You see, it's, it's all dependent on God. If you are truly seeking after Jesus Christ and you are truly wanting to have a relationship with Christ, yeah, I'm not saying that you will not mess up in sin, that you will not fall from grace, that you will not, you know, uh, do things that would be displeasing to God, that, that would make you even think, oh, okay, is God going to forgive me? And is God going to, you know, still accept me? Am I still saved? Yeah, there's, there's going to be times where you're questioning your, 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 your doubt, your, your salvation, your, you know, you're, you're doubting yourself and you're doubting God. But that, that's, not, that's not unexpected. Everyone has doubts. Everyone has those nagging thoughts about, oh, okay, um, <laughs> am I going to be forgiven for this? Of course you are. I mean, here, here's the thing. And, and I want to point this out to everyone. Okay? This is how you know if you are truly born again. Do you believe that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior? Do you confess that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior of your life? Okay, that's that's question number one. The second question is, you know, who is Jesus Christ to you? You know, yeah, he's our Lord and Savior. But who is he to you? And, and, and what does he mean to you? Are you willing to sacrifice everything that is within you to live a life that's devoted to Him? Or are you only devoted to Him on, on Sundays and the rest of the week you want to do whatever you please because it, that's what makes your life feel better? You know, my, my next question to you is, do you desire God? Do you desire the Word 
Are you hungry and thirsty for the Word of God? Do you desire to have a relationship with God? And if you say yes to all of that, then my friend, you are saved. You are in God's hand. You are in God's grace. Because if you did not want those things, if you did not desire those things, then there's a big problem there. And a lot of people, a lot of people right now are on that broad pathway that leads to destruction and hell. There are very few that are on the narrow path and really trying to walk with Jesus Christ. And I say that with, with humbleness and I say that gracefully because I know that a lot of Christians are going to stand before Christ and say, Lord, did I not do this in your name? Did I not do this for you? And Jesus is going to say, depart from me. I never knew you. And that's a scary thing to think about as well. Now, the reason why I bring that up is because of this. In Romans 8.1, in the New King James Bible, it says, there is, there is, therefore, now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. So if we have put our faith in Jesus Christ, we are no longer condemned for our sins. We have been set free. We are free from the penalty of sin and death and hell. And we have been given a new life. We are a new creation in Jesus Christ. In, in 1 John chapter 5, verse 13, and then this is coming from the uh, NASB, uh, which says, These things I have written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, so that you may know that you have eternal life. God wants us to have assurance of our salvation. And he has given us his word so that we may know that we have eternal life. However, this assurance is not a license to go and sin and do whatever you please. Don't live for yourself. Don't live for the world. Don't be in the world. Live for God. Live for how God wants you to live. And if you need to know how God wants you to live, you have the Word of God, which is your instruction manual. That The Word of God is the instruction manual. That is how I base my life. That is how I live my life. I look in the Word of God and I say, God, okay, I'm struggling with this problem. Please lead me to uh, a scripture where I can find an answer or, or speak to me in that still small voice and help me to know what direction you want me to go. I do not take anything for granted anymore. I am very, very obedient to the Word of God, and I seek God every day for His clear and, and very decisive answer because I honestly do not want to be out of His will, and I don't want to be dealing with these doubts and fears that I'm not saved and that God doesn't love me and all this kind of stuff. And there are a lot of people, a lot of Christians out there who are struggling with this very thing. So, Galatians chapter 5, verses 13 to 14, in the, King, in the King James Version says this, For brethren, you have been called unto liberty. Only, you, only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. For, the, for all the law is fulfilled in one word. Even in this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. We are called to live in the freedom that Christ has given us. 
But that freedom should not be used as an excuse to sin. Rather, we should use our freedom to love and serve others. We are called to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. But we do so with the knowledge that it is God who is working in us, transforming us from the inside out, enabling us to do His will. So no, we cannot lose our salvation, but we can choose to turn away from God. And we can choose to reject God's grace and follow our own selfish, fleshly desires. And one of the key things to remember in this discussion of whether a Christian can lose their salvation is the concept of perseverance of the saints. This doctrine, also known as eternal security, teaches that those who are truly saved will continue to persevere in their faith and good works until the end of their lives. This is not because of anything they do, but because it's God's work of grace in their lives. You know, one another passage that speaks to this idea is Philippians chapter 1, verse 6. And this is coming from the NASB again, which says, For I am confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will perfect it until the day of Christ Jesus. We can have confidence that God will continue to work in us, shaping us into the image of Christ, into the image of his Son, helping us to grow in faith and good works. Now, don't get me wrong. Salvation is not works. There is no salvation if you are working for it. It is by faith, through grace, in Jesus Christ, and that is it. There's nothing we can do, and there's nothing we can pay. There's no thanks enough that we can give to God for what He has freely given us. However, this does not mean that we are without responsibility. In this matter, Hebrews 3, verses 12 to 14, in the New King James Version, warns us of this. Beware, brethren, lest there be any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God, but exhort one another daily, while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. For we have become partakers of Christ, if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end. You see, we are called to exhort one another, and to encourage one another in faith, recognizing that we can be deceived by sin and fall away from God if we are not diligent in our walk with Him. Ultimately, the question of whether a Christian can lose his salvation is one that has been debated throughout church history, and it may never have a simple yes or no answer. But what is clear however, is that our salvation is a gift from God, secured by the work of Jesus Christ on the cross of Calvary. We are called to preserve or to persevere in our faith and the works in which follow from having faith in Christ, 
from relying on Jesus Christ. Because relying on God's grace to carry us through to the end is the only thing that's really going to matter. We need to continue seeking God's truth. And we need to continue to live in obedience to his word. And we need to trust his promises for our salvation. We need to remember that it is not what we can do, but it is what Christ has already done and accomplished for us. I don't know about all of you, but I know this. If it was not for Jesus Christ, I would not be who I am today. If it was not for Jesus Christ, I would not be alive. I was living a very, very bad, poor life, people. And I cannot stress to you how important seeking after Jesus Christ every single day of your life is really what matters. Okay? Forget your social media. Forget doing what you think you need to do. If you do not have a personal, intimate, and I mean very intimate, deeply profound relationship with Jesus Christ, I urge you today, brothers and sisters, to make it right, to really, really seek after Jesus and God and the Holy Spirit and know them intimately, deeply, for all that it is and for all that they are worth. Yes, we can do many and mighty great things for God. But if we get to stand before God and God says to us, Depart from me, I never knew you, you worker of, of wickedness. Man, I, that is one thing that I pray to God every day. Lord, lead me in a direction, in a path, in the way uh, that will always bring honor and glory to you. Lord, help me to always be in your will, in your plan, not my own. Don't let my flesh have control. Don't let my brain tell me what I can and cannot do. Lord, speak to me. Let me know you. Let me desire you. Let me thirst for you. So, I really hope that tonight, uh, today's discussion, sorry, has, you know, helped you and has you know brought you to a place where you can have assurance yes i mean there are some scriptures that say that it is possible to lose salvation and it is scary to think about but like i said to you before if you are truly desiring god in your heart and you are thirsty for him and hungry for him and his word and praying to him and worshiping him then my friends you are secure you are in his hand and nothing can separate you from that only you only you yourself can separate yourself from god by sinning and not repenting by being disobedient and not living for him not doing the will of the father not making jesus christ the center of your life that is the only way that i believe that salvation can be lost is when you decide to walk away when you decide to reject Jesus Christ it is there's nothing there's nothing in this world that you can do that will separate you from God's love and I say that with confidence because the Bible is very clear that 
there is no condemnation for us when we are in Christ, when we have truly lived our life for Christ, when we are truly living our life for Christ, there is no condemnation. I truly hope that today's podcast has been a help to you and that you have learned a lot from it and that it has encouraged you to to keep pressing forward for the goal, for that race that we are to run for Christ. And if there is any areas in your life where you feel like you're just not up to par, I urge you, brothers and sisters, to pray to God right now, you know, and just ask him and tell him how sorry you are and how much you want to live your life and be devoted to him. Because there is no greater reward than that, to know Jesus Christ intimately, personally, 100% for your own self knowing that your salvation is secure and perfect in his hands and that nothing will separate you from him except for yourself by being disobedient and sinning. Anyhow, so as we close, I'm going to lead us into a small prayer and then I have some closing remarks that I'd like to say and uh, there's some stuff that I want to bring up. Um, So let us pray. Father God, Again, we humbly come before you, seeking to understand and know you far more better than we did before. Lord, help us to not go after our fleshly desires. Help us to not seek the world and all its, you know, cares and and nonsense that it offers. Lord, help us to truly run and desire and thirst for you and for personal intimate relationship with you lord help us to study thy word and know it help us to hide it in our hearts and in our minds so that we can stand against temptations and trials and when the enemy tries to fool us and trick us lord we pray that you would just consume us with your presence and with your grace And that uh, even right now, Lord, that we would know that we are eternally secure in your Son. And for eternity that we are secure, Lord. That you would lead us to scriptures that would give us proof beyond shadow of a doubt that we are saved and we are children of God, Lord. We thank you so much for everything that you do in our lives and for how you inspire us to be more like your Son and to live our life set apart from the world, Lord. Jesus, I pray that you would just fill us with your Holy Spirit every day afresh. Help us to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all things will be added unto us, as the Bible says in Matthew 6.33. Lord, we just thank you once again. We humble ourselves before you. We give you all that we are and ask for more of you. We ask this in Jesus Christ's name, our Lord and Savior. Amen. So thank you so much for listening to the first, second, and third podcast. Um, And as a reminder, this is our fourth one in the first season. Um, And this is Christ Talk Canada, which is a a brand new podcast series that I've started. Um, And it has truly been an honor to share you know, information with you and and to just start the ministry that God is really calling me to do. 
Um, once again, I, I would like to tell you all that if you have any kind of desire to be a guest speaker here on the podcast, um, please, you know, reach out to me and go to my website, which is christtalk.ca and go to the podcast page and use the form there. Um, I have a drop down menu, which you can choose from different topics and things like that. Um, and again, you know, we can discuss things. If you, if you don't see the topic that you want to talk about, just click on like one of them and then in the subject, just tell me what you want to talk about. And, you know, we can work around that too. You know, it's not a big deal. Um, so the other thing too is, um, for some of you that are following me on social media, like Facebook or, or whatever, um, you all know that I have uh, written a book called Deepening Faith. And I have released that book now on Amazon, uh, both ebook, uh, Kindle, and uh, paperback. And um, if you are interested in, in buying the book, uh, please know that all proceeds of that book uh, go towards you know the podcast and my education in Bible college and all that kind of stuff. Um, if you would like to and you feel led by God to donate to the podcast, um, there is a website uh, that I've set up, uh, like a link for, uh, which you can again find on my website, christtalk.ca. Um, it's on the same page as the podcast and it's a donation link. You'll be able to find it. So I just want to say this to you, that any donation you give is greatly appreciated. And I pray and ask the Lord for him to bless you a hundredfold in return. So even if you give $2, $5, $1, $0.50, cents, $0.25, it doesn't matter. It's, it's the fact that you feel led by God to give something. And, and I'm not expecting it, and I don't want you to feel forced. But I am putting it out there and asking God to bless me so that I can bless you more as well with more teachings, better equipment to make it sound better, all this kind of stuff. So with that being said, um, I pray the Lord would lead your direction on any way that you feel he is doing. Um, and if you don't feel led to give, that's fine. It's not the end of the world. And if you do feel led to give, you know, please do so. But don't burn your pockets. Don't give out of, uh, out of, you know, desire, like your own desire, do it only if Lord asks you to, okay? So I, I want to thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. Um, please join me on the next one as we will be discussing the Holy Spirit. And we will be talking about walking in the Spirit, knowing the Holy Spirit, listening to the Holy Spirit. I mean, this is going to be a very, very deep topic. And, and it kind of goes hand in hand with this one about getting yourself right with the Lord. So without further ado, I, I, I ask that the Lord would bless you. I, I, I pray that you will continue to walk in his love and his grace every day. And so with that being said, God bless you. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great and wonderful day.